Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Margaret Mead said, there is no greater power in the world than the zest of a postmenopausal woman. Healer Raven Martirosian is my guest today, and she's here for a frank discussion of the crone years and how we can tap into the wisdom and surprising power of embracing ourselves and all that we are as we grow older. Are you ready to meet her? Raven Martirosian is a healer, writer, and tarot reader who's guided thousands of clients for more than 15 years. She's a proud member of the LGBT community, and she's written 15, wow, 15 transformational books, most notably her best-selling memoir, The Reluctant Tarot Reader, Adventures in the Gypsy Trade, and her latest, Love, Sex, Tarot. Her essay, Christian LGBT Kids, You're Part of the Plan, is included in the anthology, It Gets Better. She also has created a relaxation DVD called An Hour of Peace, Words, Music, and Images for Relaxation. Known for her humor, sensitivity, and insight, Raven continues to offer her gifts to the world, and you can find out more about Raven and everything she's doing at shivayawellness.com. Raven, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi, Karen. It's so nice to talk to you again. Well, thank you for coming back on the show. Let's start. I was sharing with you off the air that I was looking at myself in the mirror and realizing that I'm jowly now, (laughs) that part of how I feel into my crone years, (laughs) apparently there's going to be waddles involved. What does that archetype of the crone mean? mean and and how are we to me that's something that's all it's been twisted into a negative thing when there's actually a lot of power there right and uh you know just to speak of the jowls and all that there is facial yoga and also acupuncture and and collagen so there's lots of ways to deal with anything like that but in terms of crone it's a word that i'm actually getting used to because i am 48 almost to be 49 and I have just entered into my menopausal years. So they say, you know, if you stop bleeding and you wait a year and you haven't bled, you're in your menopause, right? So it's been over a year for me, which I love, right? And it's just something that's so brand new. I'm like, wow, this is a whole new world to be in this realm. And because I didn't have what a lot of women have to be taught what it means to go into menopause. So the family history, the genealogy, what... Basically, a mother saying to you, well, when I was 45, I started getting perimenopause. Because I was adopted, I didn't have that um, story told to me, which I look at it as that archetypal type of lineage where it's like, this is what the crone means. So I've had to learn it. um, And I'm learning about crone. And as a tarot reader, the crone shows up in the major arcana. Um, You can see her in the high priestess. You can see her in the hermit card. She appears because she's part of the journey through the the tarot deck. And so I've really been studying her and understanding the reaction that people have towards being in menopausal years. Most of the time, it's a negative reaction. That, That stretches back to 
you know, witchy elements where the crone is seen as an old hag. It goes back to the denial of the feminine, the destruction of the, of the planet, Mother Earth, and the, and real, the, the real disconnect to the divine feminine. So um, I approach it from a very different perspective. I really love learning about it, and I feel like I'm a brand new student. And because I don't have the medical and the genetic history that most people have and the, the narratives that have been given to them, I find that it's a very fresh and new journey to learn about the crone who is full of wisdom. Well, then there's that idea of, I think, drying up mm-hmm. or drying out, sort of, that when you stop being of childbearing years, that your fertility leaves you, that abundance leaves you, that mm-hmm. suppleness leaves the skin and the body and the hair. And I, I don't see that to be the case. I'm about Mm-mm. to be 54. And I came into menopause through a hysterectomy, a total hysterectomy, when I was 43, 42, 43 years old. And so although I am the I am the bio, I was raised by my biological parents, I don't have there's no lineage in my family for what to do when all of a sudden all the parts are gone. And for me, I had from the very first time that I bled, I associated that with enormous amounts of pain because I had endometriosis Mm -hmm. and adenomyosis and oh my gosh, ovarian cysts. And it just, it was, there was a party happening down there of completely the wrong kind that you don't want. And it wasn't until I was in my early forties. And that was it. So that I had a journey around menstruation, what it meant when my period was with me, when it was coming, when it had left, that was different, I think, from most other people. And for me, when I had that hysterectomy, yeah, a lot of things changed for me. But one of the things that was good that happened was my intuitive ability, which I had been kind of holding under wraps, came forward with such force that I could no longer ignore it. And I associate stronger, clearer intuition with the stopping of my menstrual period. Right. I, I think of it as when a, when a young girl starts to bleed, generally around 13, 14, 15, it seems to be a little bit earlier now with the hormonal changes that are happening. That's a time of great power. Um, a time where she can really harness that energy as long as she's not being shamed for it or it's it's not being ignored or just pushed under the rug. And I love that there are different cultures that celebrate uh, when a woman, ha- when a girl has her period. And then when she stops having a period at, you know, whatever age that'll be, it's also another time of enormous power. And and I can already feel that even at 48. And I I basically... And people laugh when I tell them this, but I basically had a conversation with my ovaries a few years ago and I, and I wrote about it on Facebook and people were sort of like, what? Um, But I like being out there because I'm like, you know, whatever, I'm just going to talk about this and not put it under wraps or denigrate it or do what we do around it. Um, Because, you know, the generation X generation is now becoming the 50 year olds. (laughs) And so it's great to talk about it. And I said, when I was about 45, I said, you know, girls, I'm not going to have any children. Thank you for the opportunity. I know that I could have. I'm happy to welcome a family in some respect, but I'm not going to bear children. So thank you for that. Um, And it's, you know, it's time to start shutting down the factory. I said, you know, do it as long as you want, as gentle as you want. But we don't have to put energy into sustaining this every month. Because now that I don't have to sustain that in my body, the energy that I have now is incredible. Because I don't have to deal with all of the things you have to deal with, with having a period. Now going into, and, and obviously I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving medical advice, but this is just my own personal journey. 
with menopause, um, I still have to have periods of rest like I did when I had a period. So the first day of my period, I always had to rest and allow myself to rest. My body still wants that. And it's still an adjustment to not have this um, energy in me every month. And I've had to deal with um, things that have needed my attention. So, you know, there are things that come up physically that we still have to pay attention to and be very sensitive to. But as when we talk about energy and intuition and insight, it's incredible what comes now. It's so quick and it's so I'm so able to trust it. And that was not the case when I was younger. So I welcome in the energy of the crone. And I'm I'm really making that something that to be proud of, something to embrace, not to avoid, because we're so youth obsessed. And I talk about this a lot in my interviews where, you know, I love women and I love that they are beautiful and they do whatever they need to do to feel beautiful. But if we spend so much time putting energy and time into making ourselves a beautiful corpse, you know, we forget about the spirit. And this is when the spirit really becomes powerful when we come into these years. Oh, it's interesting to think about those cycles. You were talking about still needing that day of rest. It, I hadn't thought of it that way, but there are cycles running through us, energetic cycles all the time. And as a reader myself, right, I know that when I look at other people's timelines, there's those waves and those rhythms and there's cycles. So there's cycles in the body, cycles on the timeline. And it's I hadn't thought of it this way, but it's almost like when I when my relationship with that particular cycle was disrupted and the associations I'd had with that cycle, it opened me up to a different, deeper, more powerful kind of rhythm. And I don't know if I ever thought of it like that. For me, it was unusual because my period was never something to be that I could, you could never ignore it. Right. It was all, it just, it took up a lot of space in the room just because of the weird medical things that went on with it. I don't think it's that way for most people. Um, but to not have that on my plate really brought a lot. It also brought things like, you know, hot flashes and those things that happen as your body is adjusting. And especially, um, because of the, stuff I had my hysterectomy for, I didn't have hormonal replacement. So I went from full yeehaw to like, zoop, that's it, nothing. And that's, that's unusual. Um, it's an unusual experience, but even in that you can tune into that deeper rhythm. Right. I think that's, that's right. in the body. And that's the challenge for women at this point where you're going through this incredible change. And there are ways, you know, we've been going through this since the beginning of time. The feminine wisdom knows how to deal with menopause, even before modern medicine and hormonal replacement and all of that. And just, you know, to be completely honest, I don't go to doctors. I don't go to gynecologists. I don't do any of that. And again, I'm not giving medical advice, but I only go if I know something's wrong, you know, or something doesn't feel right in my body. But otherwise, I take care of myself and I have my healers and my alternative medicine and acupuncture and my Chinese herbs. And I really pay attention to my body. So I think a lot of this is when you get into the menopausal years, you're going to see how much you actually trust yourself and trust your body and how well you've listened to your body in the years that you were in the childbearing years. How well did you listen to your body when you were sick? How well did you push through when you, when you were tr pushing through your period or ignoring it or, or not listening to your body? How well do you actually trust your body now? Um, what's interesting is that I'm seeing a lot of women who I used to admire about 10 years ago when I started, 15 years ago when I started being, being an entrepreneur and looking at them online and really seeing how they really went through their day and they were just grinding, right? Well, many of those people now are burning out 
they're really suffering with physical maladies. And, and it's because they weren't listening to the wisdom of their body because they were trying to build a brand. And, and now is the time to really see whether or not you can trust. And I, it's interesting, I have, I have younger friends now calling me because they're starting to go through perimenopause and they're starting to freak out because they think they have to get estrogen replacement and all this. And it's like, just start listening to your body. There's a lot of resources out there. And now it's just the time to get used to this change and adjust your diet even. So it's really starting, starting with what does your body need now? Because she's not that same body at 30. It doesn't mean, I mean, it doesn't mean you're weaker or you're drying out. It means that your body's coming into a different level of strength. That's all it is. And you have to acknowledge that. Well, and it reminds me about what you were saying about beauty. It makes me want to circle back to that because real beauty is being in sync with your body. Real beauty is knowing yourself. Real beauty is listening to the guidance that you receive about what you need and being confident enough to follow that. That's beauty and that's health. And what happens is when we are driving ourselves as entrepreneurs so hard that we burn out or we're ignoring our bodies or we're doing things to ourselves or trying to look a certain way, even when we know it's not in integrity with how we really are, those things are, are corrosive. They cause uh, dissonance in, in the system. And that can, and that can lead to a lot of trouble. It's a lot more fun just to show up as you are. At least I right. think so. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's more fun. And that to me, the, the women and men who are beautiful to me are people who are showing up as they are and who aren't paying a lot of attention to what other people are thinking about them. That's the gift of going into your 50s or even your 40s is to not really care what people are thinking in the way that we used to. Um, and I, I know that there's this, this narrative about how women are not noticed when they become menopausal. I don't I don't really understand that because I have never put myself under the male gaze because I'm gay. You know, I don't really under, I understand it from a mental perspective. I don't really understand that feeling of loss, but I've never felt more powerful in my life ever, more beautiful, more powerful, more centered, more self-assured. And, and believe me, that, that vibration, people notice. Like it's a vibration. It's not about physical beauty, even though I think that women in their 50s are incredibly beautiful. If they're self-aware, they're, they're the most powerful women on the planet. I mean, they're just incredible. Um, but it's all about self-awareness, self-love, and um, it, this internal wisdom really becomes the, the partner in the journey and, and tuning into it. It's almost like the voice is so clear. And um, to not be afraid, there's a lot of fear around menopause. Like I have to go to my doctor and find out about this. And what about estrogen? And what about hormone replacement? I don't do any of that. Like I don't, I don't go there. And I'm not saying women shouldn't do that. I'm not giving any medical advice, but there are a lot of ways to approach this without panic and fear because the body knows what she's doing. You just got to give her time to get adjusted and, and understand who you are at this point in time, such as Maybe you can't drink caffeine anymore because it makes you crazy. And, and caffeine, and when I was perimenopausal, I was like murderous. Like I could not drink caffeine at all. And, and there are things that are going to be so dramatically different in your body that you just have to listen to. And that's where you start with the wisdom. It's not so much the wisdom for others. Though what's interesting about what we do, Karen, is that we'll always have work because people trust psychics and readers who are older because they want the wisdom. And that's where the crone is a positive image because people are gonna to go to the wise woman who's lived and gone through death and loss and pain and heartbreak and beauty and joy and childbirth. They're not gonna to go to the 25 year old generally. 
no offense to 25 year olds, but they don't have the life path that we've gone on. And so we'll always have a job. <laughs> like people will always come to us for wisdom because we're the wise woman in the cave, right? It, that's also built into our ancestral knowledge. And that's why we'll never have to worry about losing work. <laughs> you are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Raven Martirosian. Uh, her new book is Love, Sex, Tarot. You should also check out her memoir, The Reluctant Tarot Reader, Adventures in the Gypsy Trade. You can find out more about Raven and her work at shivayawellness.com. I think that people of any age, and maybe for this discussion, women of any age, that we carry we carry worlds within us we carry stories within us we carry deep knowledge within us and often it's pe- people like you and me people who do what we do um for not just for a living but as a as a vocation as a way of service as a way of being healers in the world we have made a commitment to look more deeply at those stories to be more present with the ups and downs the wins and losses the childbirth and the right we often people in our line of work have often lived life very deeply had a lot of experiences but i feel like that kind of awareness is open to anyone who would like to look deeper at their path and sometimes changes in the body whether those are you pass a milestone birthday or you begin to menstruate or you are menopausal sometimes changes in the body changes in the path those little disruptions in rhythm the rhythm that you're used to can be doors that open so that you can see more deeply does that when I does that resonate with you when I'm saying that? Do you know what I'm getting at there? Absolutely. And there's also the opportunity to change the narrative around menopause. We don't have to even call it menopause. We can call it whatever name we want if there's some sort of trigger that's around it. Um, and and we can we can speak about it to our daughters and our grandchildren in a different way because we are taught a certain narrative about menopause, and we all know it as women. I mean, unless you had a very forward-thinking mother or someone who would like to talk about this, we know what the narrative is around menopause. Generally, it's all the negative things, right? Or people disparage it in society, or there's jokes, or women disparage it because they're uncomfortable with aging. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, get used to it. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Like we're all going to die. And I feel like sometimes we live as if that's not a reality. Yes, the body's going to age, but it doesn't have to age in the way that we are, we're fearing. I, uh, the more that we listen to our body and it's symbiotic, it's a symbiotic relationship. This body is going to continue on with us in whatever way we treat her. And, um, and yes, we're going to have uh, different changes in our skin tone or in things that you know, silver in my hair, or the things that change in our body. But what's interesting is that the deeper wisdom also is really um, coming into my physical day to day. So for example, I was, I've been doing yoga since I was 28. So 20 years of yoga, love yoga. You know, I've had many different teachers done many different styles, but I started to lose interest in it about a year ago. Like I still do it. I watch, you know, my videos or whatever. I go to an occasional class, but my body was like strength, 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 go to the gym. And now I'm like, I go to the gym probably two or three, at least two or three times a week and do strength training and cardio. And, and so I look it up and I'm like, menopausal women really benefit from cardio and strength training. And my body had been telling me this for a long time. And I love going, lifting weights and going to the gym anyway, but she was like, less yoga, more of this. Like it was just so clear. And now I understand why, you know, the bone density and all of that. And my body just loves it. Mm. <clears throat> so it, and it creates a strength in me 
not just the core strength, but the muscle strength where it's like, damn, you know, I'm a badass. Like, like I feel <laughs> so strong and I'm, you know, almost 49 years old, but I, you know, honestly, I've never looked better. I never have felt better. And it's like, what an amazing journey that we can actually continually feel renewed with the gift of what you were talking about, that deeper wisdom. If there's somebody listening who's maybe this is inspiring her to start to talk to her body, listen to her body, be more in rhythm with her body. How could she start to do that? I think it's very, you start very small and I would, I would start with um, what do you eat every day? What do you eat and drink every day? How do you feel when you eat or drink certain things? So if you have a cup of coffee and you start feeling panicky and nervous two hours later, maybe you should look at your caffeine content. Because once you start hitting perimenopause, which perimenopause started for me when I was about 42 or 43, I started getting erratic periods. And I was one of the lucky ones. Like I never had a long period. It never really hurt me unless I didn't listen to my body. It was over pretty quickly, like three or four days I was done. Um, But I never had really had a lot of pain around it. But when I started going to perimenopause, it was like, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like I'm skipping periods. I, I know I'm not pregnant, but like, God, is there something wrong? Do I have a cyst? Is there something wrong? All of a sudden I got into panic mode. And then I realized that it was just my body starting to get used to the change very gently and, and, and showing me that, okay, here we go. You know, we're going into this new change and certain things are going to change. So I would start with diet. I would start with talking to people who are already going through it, who are wise women, who don't come from it from a fear base around it, somebody who's respectful around it. Obviously, if they have a trusting, trustworthy doctor, start talking to them about it before they start going into menopause. Because perimenopause could be, you know, five years, 10 years. I mean, it could be a long stretch, depending on how long your body wants to go through this. But you could always try my method, which was I just talked to my ovaries. I just talked to my ovaries as if they were a energetic being in my body who needed to hear that it was okay. I, and ga- I gave them permission to start shutting down because they just were going to keep going and going and going and going until I said to them, we don't need to do this anymore. It's okay. I love you. Thank you. But we can start moving in a different direction. So really having a conversation with your body and looking at what you eat and drink every day would be where I'd start. Now, Raven, with just about three minutes left, can you let listeners know how they can connect with you to get more of your wisdom? Absolutely. So I have my website, Shabaya Wellness, which lists everything that I do. Mainly it's virtual tarot sessions now, and you can look at any of my past interviews on my press page, or if you want to have any conversation with me, just shoot me an email. I'm also on social media, on Facebook, Raven Martyrosian, and Instagram, Raven Martyrosian. Plus, if you go to Amazon, you can look at all of my books. My latest is Love, Sex, Tarot, which is my trilogy of how I became a healer and how I stay healthy after 15 years of doing this work. Mm, Wonderful. What is the most important thing you want people to know about their changing bodies? Oh God, have fun. (laughs) Spend your money, do things, find pleasure. You know, the thing about the menopausal brain and, and Christiane Northrup does a really good book about menopause. She's a good one to check out. Um, women's bodies, women wisdom is very good, but also the wisdom of menopause is very good. And she talks about how the menopausal brain will go back to the things that we denied in our teenage years or the things that that inner teenager wanted to express and feel and go through. (laughs) And as we go through menopause, we'll want to do that again. 
or will want to have it for the first time. So for me, it's pleasure, freedom, travel, spending my money, doing what I want to do, enjoying my life, and looking at, looking at that as spirituality rather than spirituality is, you know, sitting in meditation with a serious face and, you know, denying myself everything. Because that's just a, a spirituality that, that does not work for me anymore. That's my new spirituality is pleasure and freedom. Raven, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always, it is great fun to talk with you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Karen. That is Raven Martirosi and her new book is Love, Sex, Tarot. But if you head over to Amazon, there's tons of her books to check out. I also recommend The Reluctant Tarot Reader. That's a great, that's a great read. That's all good stuff. Go get them. And Raven's website is shivayawellness.com. So there's lots more information there about how you can um, connect, get connected with Raven. I also invite you to visit uh, karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. The Heart of Abundance class is coming up in just a couple of weeks. There are freebies for you on the class page at karenhager.com slash abundance. And please come to class if it so moves you. And if you believe as I do that when we focus our intention on peace, that things really do change in the world, I invite you to look into openpeacefulheart.com. Once a month, we gather for 15 minutes of guided meditation with people from all over the world to focus our intention on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. And at openpeacefulheart.com, you can sign up for email reminder so that you can join that free call. And you can also check out, there's more, gosh, I don't even know how many there are, 50, more than 50 recorded meditations that you can stream anytime for free to help put you in that place of connection with your body, your mind, and your spirit. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you Peace.